0: Start of part two i think a major stereotype in this movie is that Forrest is like this person with a disability who touches everybody's life in some way or mm. makes this makes change in the world and doesn't even realize he's like this magical just do-gooder yeah i think we both read the same article and there's like we, michael and i have talked about this before and possibly you and i about all the different sort of tropes that people with disabilities have and one of them is like that eternally innocent trope. So they are angelic or childlike. And this article I read specifically references Forrest Gum. Mm. Um, you know, they're naive and sweet, but they lead other adults to find their calling or their redemption mm. or they touch their lives in some way. And it's just so patronizing. Yeah. Like it's disgusting. And it's like inspiration porn.
1: Yeah. It's, an it's like, infantilizing as well because he's basically treated, even by Jenny as well, treated like a child. Like, yeah. he has to be, he doesn't have any agency in the movie at all. No.
0: So I think that those historical events happening, like him being involved in them, the message is, like, actually Forrest made all this change in the world. Oh. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't Which know. makes it even I don't know. worse. like <laughs> <I know. laughs> Yeah. It's also a little bit of a superhero complex mm. as well and you're right he has absolutely no agency or self-determination he just wanders into things yeah he's so part of history doesn't know or care he meets every fucking president and probably doesn't even know like <laughs> it's that sense that people with any kind of uh disability can't make any decisions for themselves it's, yeah it's someone it's something else forcing it upon them
1: yeah and it, it- it paints him because he so clearly doesn't understand what's going on. Just a stereotype that someone with an intellectual disability wouldn't know what's going on because he is there to be of service as the butt of every joke. And it's like, yeah, I know he's supposed to be inspirational and he's supposed to be wonderful. But at the, at the end of the day, like a lot of the time we're like laughing at him because so like um, when he talks about um, Jenny's dad always kissing and touching his sister's. I'm not saying I laugh, but it's like, it's kind of like a uh-huh, an aha moment because, um, he obviously doesn't realize that Jenny's being sexually abused and her sisters are being sexually abused. And then, well, then we're just laughing about girls being sexually abused. Like that's not, yeah. like if you're putting him in that way, that his obliviousness is funny, then the things that actually aren't funny end up being laughed at.
0: Yeah. He's supposed to be like this wonderful person, but, um not understanding that that's not okay is kind of at odds with how we're supposed to see him too it's like he's not supposed to understand things but he is also allowed to understand something well yeah
1: if he didn't understand anything is it like he's he's supposed to be like this super oblivious person um but he would get in trouble for doing things that were like
0: inappropriate i'm sure or like you know we'll get to this a little bit but He presents – he's very in line with societal norms and expectations, but if he wasn't, then we wouldn't like him quite as much. Yeah, yeah. So – we're, we're supposed to believe that he d- doesn't understand that kissing and touching his daughters is bad. Mm. But if we believe that, then nothing should be stopping him from. Yes. It's not in
1: line with his behavior. So. And in that same way, if he just does everything he's told to do, surely there will be people that would tell him to do the wrong thing. No one, no one takes advantage of him in that way. Like they, he's taken advantage of by like the military um, and like you know his school for fucking making him. But
0: so are lots of people in yeah. the military. Not just, but like yeah, he yeah. isn't
1: like in a, in a true Forrest Gump. He'd probably be um, walking down the street, and then a, a guy comes up and says, "Can you please sell these drugs?" And he says, "Yes, I'll do it for you." Like that's a realistic Forrest Gump. That obviously won't happen, but yeah.
0: But yeah, you're, you're right. Like he's he's just the joke. He's just like the the humor as well in the film. He's not. He's never allowed to to be a real person. He's not allowed to be a dick. He's not mm. allowed to be angry. He's not really allowed to be scared.
1: Yeah, and I don't love. I don't root for characters who don't have any flaws, because it doesn't seem like he doesn't. Ha- it doesn't seem like he has any at all, because it's not humanizing in any way. Like it's, if anything, this movie is like dehumanizing.
0: I agree. You were saying as well, the way his mum sort of talks about things with him, like he says, "Mum always had a way of explaining things so I could understand them." Um, so you know, she tells him that vacation is where you go somewhere and you don't ever come back, mm. and so it's like. You know, Forrest isn't allowed to know real things. Yeah, like she he's talked down to, even though his mum is a great advocate for him, and they have a lovely relationship. Like she talks down to him a lot of the yeah.
1: times. Yeah, like
0: um, it would be very easy to explain that his grandfather was wanted to kill black people,
1: mm. and that might be like an, Im- an important thing to tell him as well. Yeah, because then she could be like, that's also wrong.
0: But I don't know if she believed that. <laughs> yeah, true.
1: Well, that's true. That's true. But how similar is, like, that house in... um Everyone's always coming in and out of the house. Um, to Benjamin Button. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I was watching <laughs> it... Because obviously the first, like, five, five minutes, because it goes so quickly, I was like, this just is Benjamin Button. He's meeting all these people inside his house, all these people coming through. But what I will say is it's frustrating because the only decision he seems to make is, like, I know Bubba tells him, you know, we're going to become shrimp people or whatever, Um, but he goes ahead and does that. Like, he's not just given a boat. Like, he goes and buys a boat. He uses the money from the ping pong stuff. And then he isn't doing well with the shrimping, and then the only reason why he succeeds is a natural disaster. Yeah. And also, like, he thrives because all the other businesses, who I assume are, like, black-owned businesses, uh fucked up. So it's like, yes. Oh my god. It's just not great. <laughs> like, Cuz well, I I assume that they're black-owned businesses because um Baba's family runs a shrimp company. And like I he does say that he employs the people that were f- fucked by, it but still it's just a bit. Okay, so this white man gets to come in and gives us a job.
0: But that also is like the white man coming in here clearing out all the space and and building a giant Complex and then it's employing all the people. yeah. just yes. really
1: colonialism.
0: And on that note too, the only value Forrest has is what he does. Yes. And he only got the opportunities he got from chance or due to like savant skills like being able to play ping pong really well um, or, or run really well. So he's only valuable as a person with um, who's not neurotypical Because of those things. Because he doesn't have a personality. He has no... He can't just live. He has to do all these amazing things. Yeah, it has to be skill.
1: It's running, it's saving people, it's playing ping pong, it's natural disasters.
0: And that is also, like, a huge issue of that inspiration porn too. The fact that he inspires all these people to do all their legendary things, he inspires Imagine and shit happens. (laughs) a smiley face shirt
1: the running across america thing it's like what's the message this movie's sending us like if he was doing if he's running across america for a fucking purpose like i'd get behind that but he's just running because he's running yeah and then everyone joins him and gets on the bandwagon who they want hope and they want something they want to like you know join for some specific reason but the only thing he's just a shitty like leader i guess or like a uh, Maybe yeah. It's just like, what, what's the point?
0: That's the thing. Was <laughs> it trying to say? I feel like it's trying to say something about counterculture, which we'll get to. um Of like, don't bother trying to follow someone because it's meaningless. Like, maybe he like inspires hopes hope in people, but he j- he's just there's no meaning behind it for him. Yeah,
1: it's kind of not very nice towards the character, though, is it? Because it's like, don't try and follow Forrest because he's got no fucking clue either. <laughs>
0: like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Also, a big one is that Forrest doesn't understand sex or oh has my sex God. or is a sexual being um, or doesn't understand love. Oh, yeah, because
1: Jenny says to him, I don't
0: understand love, like, you don't
1: understand love. Like, that's fucking shit because he does understand love. And
0: you know what he says? I may not be a smart man, but I know what love is. And that's nice. I like that. I feel like when she, that early scene, um, when she strips off her clothes in front of him and like hey have you ever been with a woman yeah. i feel like she kind of like tests him because she sees herself as like superior to him like yeah. oh, let me teach you it's
1: um again like kind of infant or patronizing infantilizing yeah. a little bit like
0: totally yeah. and like she says to her boyfriend when he beats the boyfriend up in the car he doesn't know any better yeah so so maybe you he, he was being a shit <laughs> shit at sex and he was rescuing her but on that note he's very good at rescuing the woman all the time oh, yeah which is another problem
1: <laughs> especially with jenny and like so he saves jenny from herself i guess and that um that comes into to my kind of idea about um conservatism and counterculture
0: yeah tell me more about that
1: Um, like I said before, Forrest kind of represents, um, conservatism, which was very alive and well in the nineties. Um, he like, even his like haircut is like military, like short, um, straight edge, even after leaving. The army he's a football star he's named after a kkk leader he lives in a big old house in alabama um he thrives in the army doesn't drink doesn't swear do any drugs um he's used by the u.s government to try and defeat communism gets awarded medals of honor so he's very straight edge oh and oh, get this right newt gingrich you know him newt gingrich was like this uh 90s politician uh-huh. early 2000s um they he had this like kind of like manifesto, this like conservative manifesto type thing. I forgot what it was called. Oh, right, yeah. Um, yeah. But he was, he's kind of involved in like the Bill Clinton, Hillary Clinton, like vast right-wing conspiracy. He's like big in that, so he's a piece of shit. But, so this movie was ranked fourth in the top 25 conservative films of all time by this fucking magazine. And Newt Gingrich said this movie is a reaffirmation that the counterculture destroys human beings and basic values. Oh,
0: fuck you. So he loves it. (laughs) More reason to dislike this movie if Newt likes
1: Yeah, exactly. Conservatives love it. So I knew knew that was a red flag. But, yeah, so Jenny, um, on the other hand, represents countercultural embrace. She's involved in – she's a hippie. She's involved with Black Panthers, um – She's at the protests, the anti-war pr- um, protests. She uses drugs. She's promiscuous. Mm-hmm. Um, she's doing coke. She's doing drugs. Yeah, she, you know, she's off the rails. So it, the implication of juxtaposing the two together is, you know, that Forrest, he's given everything. He does what he's told. Life's good for him. Mm-hmm. Jenny, she rebels. She pushes against everything. And life turns out shit until she goes back to Forrest um, at the end of the movie, and then she dies, and then she's punished for her sin. Yeah, she's she, but she atones for it, so she goes back to forest. And, and
0: there are people believe that AIDS were sent to punish yeah. the gays. Yeah, so yeah, and
1: it's like a ve- well, I guess because she's seen doing heroin at one point. Is that why we're
0: to assume that she's got AIDS specifically? Well, she also also is promiscuous and probably didn't use enough protection. Yeah, so she probably caught it off. True in a number of ways it was pretty like because i saw the timeline i think aids hadn't actually been named until 1982 and that's when she would have had it and it's like of the time obviously she just has a virus in the movie but obviously it's at the time where it would have been pretty rampant it's so
1: and i think now with, with our 2021 goggles even a little bit more time looking back on that period um Of, like, the 80s, and just knowing how fucked up it was with AIDS Mm. and how it treated people, um, or minorities or people with deep, you know, devious people, um, we know how, like, transparent it is that they've we've given her AIDS because she needs to be punished almost, you know, yeah. But there's a really good, um, quote from Jennifer Highland, who's an author for the. Cinema Journal, I don't know, um, that Eric Roth developed the screenplay from the novel and transferred to Jenny all of Gump's flaws and most of the excesses committed by the Americans in the 1960s and 70s. So she's a symbol of everything that's bad, almost. But, like, the movie could have made a lot more of a point to attribute, like, the, the chaos of her life to the abuse she experienced as a child. But instead, they link it to the fact she's involved in all these movements and, and she's around all these people that do all these drugs and all the countercultural aspects of it. So it's so
0: ridiculous.
1: So apparently this movie came out um, in the lead up to the 1994 midterm elections. Oh, um, so, so it, it's just really the time and place. And I think it it's telling because of that, like not not being a political movie because there's that idea of, like, contentment in um, conservatism, that you you don't be radical. Different to what we know now, because I feel like the right wing at the moment is actually very radical. Mm. But, like, conservatism in, like, the 90s was very straight and narrow. Um, you know, you just don't make a big deal. American values, you're quiet. You just keep to yourself that bullshit. Yeah. So it's political by not being political. And
0: I guess the resolution is he comes home and he looks after his son and you know what it's good to see a single dad yeah we love a single dad but we love a single dad but you know he had this amazing wife and then he settles back where he started in that very conservative town repeat like starting with a new generation who we, even the exact same bus driver driving the same bus Yeah. so I think it's that the is a message shit. of no progress will be here thank you very much
1: um, another good quote, Matt Goldberg says if you worked in a lab to make a movie to soothe baby boomers who had sold out their values and simply looked back at the 60s and 70s as a crazy time in history it would look a lot like Forrest Gump so mm-hmm.
0: that's what it is in a nutshell, it's just a feel good movie for people that suck <laughs> What do you think? Because you and I watched this movie, I think we're technically in different generations. We're millennials, both of us, but you're Oh no no, you're not a millennial, you're a gen Xer right? So Millennials is between early eighties and mid 90s It seems we are of the same generation. When it when this movie came out, we wouldn't have known all this historical stuff really. I was pretty young. No. And you were extremely you were not even born. I was zero. <laughs> Um, but when you did, when you, you were around it, like this would have all been new information to you. What would have, what would be a better movie to show gen alphas or gen zeds about American history?
1: I, I feel like I would rather show my child a collection of, like, I want them to watch Rabbit Proof Fence. <laughs> um... I don't even know, hey, because American history... Like, the way American history is portrayed in cinema is just... They're so patriotic. Pretty yuck. Like, it's not...
0: Well, I will put it to the audience. Well, what... Okay, what do you think? I don't know. I don't have an answer. (laughs) I'm asking you. Um,
1: I don't know. I think it's better to have learnt history in a more biographical way and then watch movies after knowing what's going on because you watching this movie doesn't make sense to someone unless they know what the historical context really. Yeah. Like if I, like I can barely remember watching it when I was young, but I'm sure everything would have gone over my head mm. now that I, and specifically American history. Cause I, I know like that period quite well, I get it. And that's probably what, that's obviously why I have such a big problem with it because I have studied it quite a bit. Like, yeah, it's, it's assumed knowledge. Mm this movie it assumes the audience has a certain amount of knowledge yeah
0: that's why i think they would know so much about these events because they're assuming all americans know about them too some of them though like the um like the george wallace uh like
1: uh university of alabama shit like a a, yeah yeah typical american history student probably well people american probably wouldn't know about that just because america's Mm. racist and everyone else is as well (laughs) um probably just know about jfk vietnam probably know about um the communism aspect of it probably yeah. not. Yeah. Communism is one of those things. Yeah. You either love it or you hate it.
0: <laughs> and we've already talked about it before, but the the black stereotypes in this movie, like oh, yes. like you're saying, Bubba's the only black character with anything to do and he dies. And his family as well. I feel like oh, yeah. that's a super characteristic cartoonish. Like, you know, yeah. Forrest turns up and they're obviously very not welcome to see him. Forrest, like, saves
1: Bubba's family. He gives them a bunch of money. He gives them their cut, right, the the third yeah. of, of the profits. And, sh- and then she, like, faints yeah. and, yeah. So, again, it's he's like, the white saviour. Yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, the only successful venture is Bubba's idea and he profits off...
0: Other black people's misfortune? <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> Let's move on to helpful or harmful. Let's let's look at what could be considered helpful about this movie. What I guess. What are some helpful messages?
1: When doing research, I was surprised at how positive.
0: Yeah, me too. There were a lot of everything. People, people
1: really neurodiverse people, people who liked it. Yeah. Um, it, it. Forget everything I just said. <laughs> it does. It's a, it's a lovely story of hope for someone who is born impaired, someone who um, gets the shitty end of the stick and the fact that he's able to triumph is a lovely representation and it's not... I would
0: challenge, though, that he gets the shitty end of the stick because he is born into great privilege. Yes. He's a white man. Mm. That, that's all I need to say. But, um, you know, his mum Well, yeah. is, a, is a very... Secure base for him. He has. He lives in a very nice house. Oh, no, that's true. She. He ends up going to a mainstream oh, school. Fuck, he gets college up. scholarship. So, is it the shitty end? Yeah, because
1: like okay, you compare like from from birth, compare his life to Jenny's life. Jenny has the shitty end of the stick. She's yeah. born um, without privilege or wealth to an abusive father. So okay, so no, don't worry about and it. And I would
0: say. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I would say that her trauma, and, you know, people are going to say it's because of counterculture, but no, it was the trauma. Mm. It was more debilitating to her life than Forrest's. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, because, like, his. But we're supposed to be like, Forrest...
1: If if he was a neurotypical person, he would push back to a lot of things, but he didn't. So it actually makes a, a funny point about disability because it... Um, it it almost posits that functioning at uh, a neurotypical full capacity as a person um, doesn't make you a moral person. Well, it just doesn't make you... Like, yeah. he is a moral and virtuous person because of his impairment. And it's an interesting point to make.
0: Yeah, it's an interesting point. I think it is also how that stereotype... One of the things yes. that creates that stereotype of the person with a disability has no is is innocent yes. and has no they just do what they're told and that is what we sh- that that is a a virtuous trait yeah it
1: it looks like it's trying to humanize not that like this is it looks like it's trying to humanize a disabled person which is shitty because we shouldn't have to humanize humans but <laughs> yes. um the message underneath all that is that it's good to be ignorant of what's going on around you not that he is ignorant because he isn't aware like he's not able to be aware of what's going on he's not
0: trying to be yeah yeah
1: um but by being that way acting in the way that
0: forrest does is virtuous which well i think you know if you want to if you want to look at it that with that disability lens it's saying that your disability does not have to define you Mm. and you can live the american dream Mm. Even if you don't look and act and have the same brain as everybody else.
1: So that's like, that's the, I think that's the positive message that everyone likes to talk about as well. But I think as we've spent the past two hours talking about,
0: it's unrealistic. Problematic. And problematic. I think in terms of Dan's struggle, Mm. it's sort of showing that obtaining a disability doesn't change who you are. Mm -hmm. He, he goes through, a Dan goes through a journey of sort of self-discovery and comes good in the end. Mm -hmm. But as we we're saying, he had to become like not fiz- not obviously disabled yeah. for that to happen. But um, you are still you when you have a disability. Yeah. is, I suppose a message.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's like I think he's the only like really good character in this movie.
0: It seems Sally Field's pretty good, but
1: but she she
0: could have made her son a bit more worldly come on Mm, she doesn't um i do like that forrest is portrayed as an extremely good dad Mm. like he reads to him every night i mean he's got like he won the the jackpot with the most well-behaved kid (laughs) in the world
1: he's like i've got a little adult hello forrest come
0: yeah i do like that he's portrayed as you know he takes to being a dad Mm. extremely easily quickly just just does it and Looks like he's thriving at the end.
1: Someone at his maybe it's not right to speculate on this, but someone of his um, mental capacity would he be able to be a successful sole parenter?
0: Yeah, for sure. Look at where he stumbled himself into but in like real life realistically The cognitive abilities you have does not uh, does not define how well a parent you will be mm. at all. I did read an article in onstageblog.com. An autistic actor and blogger was talking about Forrest Gump. And she says, I really don't mind it. Tom Hanks is a national treasure. Well, we all believe that. Um, But here's the truth bomb. She says, Forrest Gump isn't a disability movie. You just made it into one. It's a film about all the successes and heartbreaks in an American man's life. Some Americans use mobility equipment and have physical therapy. Americans can have a speech delay. The film is not about his perceived deficits, they're simply a part of his humanity. The film never establishes a disability but only states that his IQ is below average. If you took the leg braces and the atypical social and speech characteristics of Gump and lumped them all together as if they're symptoms of one big disability, then that is your deficit in interpreting the film. And also Tom Hanks playing a character with a low test score and innocent mannerisms is not the same as a non-disabled actor playing a character that is distinguished by a disability in a storyline all about that disability. Well, yeah, I was... And I agree, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah.
1: But, yeah, I was wondering what you thought about that, um, about Tom Hanks playing Forrest Gump. But, yeah, it's...
0: I think, I think it would be preferred if, because we, we have a problem with disability representation of film, so why couldn't they have played Yeah. More?
1: Yeah, Him. Um, but I see what she's saying. But because his diagnosis is vague,
0: they kind of get away with it.
1: But my retort <laughs> to that statement is like I agree and I understand that point, but I would argue that the movie is about his perceived disability because so many aspects of the plot involve in- involve us t- make acknowledging them, like the way he talks. Um, the fact that he can't understand what's going on, that's where all the jokes come from. Um, and It's the,
0: very much at the forefront of our mind yeah, all
1: the time. Yeah. yeah. If, if, the, if the movie was written in such a way that it, it wasn't dependent on the fact that he wasn't aware what was going on around him and that he didn't understand what, like, he wasn't able to say no. Like, if, if, if the military man came up to him and said, can you join the army? And he said, no, I don't want to do that. Like, that would be a different story. But he just does, like, yeah, I just... I understand what she's saying
0: it's an it is that voiceover and that narrative too it kind of reminds me of like room Have i haven't room? seen it no. where it's all coming from a five-year-old boy's like his narrative yeah and it's almost the same it's like this is the world according to Forrest gum yeah this is how he sees things and it's all very innocent and childlike yeah and so it's, it's very hard to separate the disability from everything that happens
1: it's a feel good movie. Um, yeah, but it's so manipulative. It is. It so is. Manipulative. And I just feel like it, it was written to make you cry. And I just don't. Yeah. Like, so. And it worked? Yeah, it did. Um, so, the spoilers for the end of season three of Handmaid's Tale, when they bring all the kids back from Gilead, that was like. I feel like that was written to make me cry, but I'm okay with it. Oh
0: my God. Yeah, because we knew it was going to happen. Yeah. Like we and, knew it was going to be and sad. there's
1: a payoff. Like, it's not like... Not sad, but, you know, yeah. emotional. You put us on a journey and we've reached a destination. But this movie yeah. is manipulative in making yeah. us cry because it's...
0: There's something... It's spe- like, now he has a son and now she's going to die. Mm. <laughs>
1: and there's... Feel some feelings. There is something specific about Forrest as a character that I, I don't... It's not just me. I think there's something okay. There's something specific about looking at Forrest's character and feeling a certain, um, feeling sympathetic and feeling like pity. Yeah, almost. And I, I hate saying this. I just sound like a fucking bitch and a dick. Um, but yeah, it's that. It's that that pitying feeling about him in
0: all these situations and. The way he looks, and like he didn't end up living with Jenny in the end. Yeah, and just just, about like he didn't get what he truly wanted. His
1: mannerisms and the fact that he isn't aware of what's going on—it's sad, and that makes me feel sympathetic and feel
0: sad, and then makes me want to cry. But on that note, obviously we've got some harmful—all of it, like we said, so much inspiration porn. Yeah, a lot of historical erasure. Erasure head. Historical erasure, um, also like that harmful message of like if you're in trouble, don't try to be brave, just run away. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like the message is pretty much to be conservative, like don't rock any boats or ruffle yeah. any feathers, just carry on. And the only
1: moment we give Forrest the opportunity to talk, um, in the um the big rally in um, Washington, where he's like caught like he accidentally. Get some Might t- have an opinion on something. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's pushed into that circumstance. They cut his mic off. Like the movie, almost gives him a voice, and then yes. like takes it and then away. They literally cut it off. Yeah, they literally like, turn his microphone off. Did you read what he actually says then? So what Forrest says into the microphone. So maybe it was good we didn't give him a voice because it would just disprove our whole point. Um, Sometimes when people go to Vietnam, they go home to their mamas without any legs. Sometimes they don't go home at all. That's a bad thing. That's all I have to say about that. So he's saying that it's bad to die, but the whole, the whole tone is, sometimes shit happens. It just happens, and yeah. you just move on, and it's, you just get over it. It's very to it's me it's so much in line with that message. Very
0: conservative. Very well. Move on with your life, go start a business. Don't try to change anything. Capitalism no. Which also comes into his success of Yeah. Bubba Gum hinges on others' failure. It does. It does. He's just a big white man.
1: Um yeah, obviously I've talked about a lot of harmful things about this movie. Um but my I think my main gripe is that it it doesn't do a lot of a load of good, um, as a film in terms of messaging and what it wants to say to its audience, but it's disguised as a movie that does, I feel. Mm -hmm. And I didn't write that down. Mm -hmm. That just came out the top of my head. (laughs) Because it it looks like a feel-good movie. The central character is someone with an impairment or disability and he drives the plot. But in reality, there's a lot more going on that I think is a little... It's insidious. I say that word a lot, but yeah.
0: And it's very much like being someone who is disabled is okay, as long as Mm. you don't look like someone, you know, who is obviously disabled. Yes. Like, um, you fit in, you're likable, you're not a burden on the government. Like, he doesn't get any – apart from being a Vietnam vet and getting a medal and stuff. Yeah. He's not – He doesn't receive any
1: government assistance. Nothing. No.
0: Apart from going to school.
1: But that's – yeah, that's, I think, probably a scholarship through the university. Yes. And – all, like, all the money he earns to start Bubba Gimp. Bubba Gimp.
0: <laughs> Bubba Bring out the Bubba Gimp. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that's from Pop Fiction, which was released in the same year. Oh, yeah, it beat, it beat Pop Fiction. Pop Fiction. And
1: yeah, and anyway. Doesn't Fuck that... It Did it win Best
0: Picture? For a scum? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Fuck off. And that says so I... much about the 90s because... I think I read a thing I uh, uh, I didn't read the article but there was a headline that was like <laughs> Forrest Gump won the race but Pulp Fiction won the war. Like when we think of best movies from 1904, we think Pulp Fiction. Yeah, you don't we think, don't think of Forrest, Gump. Forrest
1: Gump. No, Oscars is a sham. And the fact um, it's
0: such it's such a sham because Forrest Gump it was such a conservative film and it won but yeah, Pulp Fiction where yeah. there's not much there's nothing conservative about it. No, it does not no. Win.
1: To start to start the Bubba Gump company he earns money from promoting the ping pong ball, not through any money given to him by the government. Mm. So he earns that money on himself. So, yeah, there isn't... like And Dan, it doesn't seem like he is receiving any form of aid from the government. No. So it's... Yeah.
0: People... And his disability is more overt, too. Yes. Yeah. But we don't treat him as nicely. But it is also a, a harmful message, I think, that he... Um, I was another re- another article I read is like um, someone who is a I think I mentioned that before. Someone who's a wheelchair user really liked Lieutenant Dan in the film, but then all the good stuff it does is erased by the fact that he turns up with magic legs because yes, yes. he still has to find like his masculinity and he has to still be yeah. able-bodied in order to like survive. Yeah, so to so,
1: his resolution at the end of the movie, which makes him look like he's got everything together, is. To appear able bodied.
0: Yeah. And it's a big message of um, this is how we want everyone to look like and, and act like. Yeah. To be accepted.
1: Yeah, because Forrest does everything he's told and says the things he's told to say. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, looks like everyone else and then he's all good. And Jenny, um, her redemption, her redemption comes after she. Physically looks like everyone else in her prairie dress, um, and comes back to conform with Forrest.
0: But her ba- bad misdeeds are still yeah, they're lurking her yeah. dark past. Will kill her in the end. Um,
1: there's a lot of other things I've mentioned that are harmful that I've forgotten to recap. But you know, you've heard it, you've heard it all before.
0: I think a, I just think a last message. Um, I don't know if I already touched on this, but Lieutenant Dan has a very emotional experience of being nearly disabled. And we're supposed mm. to ha- not like that he feels so shit about it, but he's entitled yes. to those feelings. And I yeah. think an important message that is being spread now is within the disability community, whatever, how you, ever you feel about your disability, that's a valid feeling. So mm. you don't mm. have to have acceptance of it if you don't want to, it's your yeah. journey and maybe you never will. And, 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 that's you're entitled to that feeling. So, but yeah. we're supposed to think we're supposed to think Lieutenant Dan is, is bad for going through that, but mm. it's okay.
1: It is okay. And just that. like the movie tells us everything's going to be okay. <laughs> just, just keep running. And it's just like, okay. So like, okay. It's so when they're older. Um, Jenny's like telling him to run again when he gets the, the kids come in the truck. just like, do fucking do something. Also, like, just tell them to, you run. Want him to like, run. They
0: have a truck. <laughs> How is that gonna work? Like, But it, Somehow he right up runs the truck.
1: But he's... No, he's that fast, Steph. He's that fast.
0: Let's look at our final scores briefly because I don't think we need to say too much about them. Lived experience. I'd say that gets a big fat big zero. Fat zero. <laughs> Jinx. Yeah, 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 yeah. Accuracy. Well, I think in terms of the context and the experiences, it's not very accurate.
1: The only accurate portrayal I see is Dan having PTSD and, and struggling. Um,
0: I don't even know if we really see him have PTSD, though. I think it's more of a depression. No, we don't, Like, actually. we don't see him have flashbacks He's just depressed, or anything. yeah. So maybe it isn't that accurate.
1: <laughs> He's got post-Vietnam depression, mm. I think. Um, Jenny... She's traumatized by the abuse she experienced as a child. I might give that aspect of it half a
0: point. I'm not gonna though because, as you say, I think they yeah. you can, but I won't. No, <laughs> I don't want to now. I just think no, that no, they no, no. they don't tie that well enough. No,
1: they don't. They don't. They don't. They don't do that. They don't.
0: Yeah, link not as the well t- as they could. And they
1: don't link Dan's depression to Vietnam enough as well. They just make him out like he's a dick. Yeah.
0: And that he didn't get to die along with his, yeah, family. Well, yeah,
1: that seems to be the only reason why it looks mm. like he's upset that he's not dead.
0: <laughs> Stereotypes, just fuck so off. So many. You know, just So many bad ones. The worst. And helpful or harmful. I'm
1: not even going to give it a point for being, like, inspirational because it's just vomit.
0: Well, it's also inspiration porn. Like, people with, with neurodiversity or disabilities don't want to be your inspiration porn. So I don't think this movie was helpful at all, even for them. Yeah. No, no, definitely not for them. So zero. So zero. (laughs) I think it's a zero for me. It's a zero for me.
1: It just looks so pretty and lovely from the outset, but it just fucking oh, it's foul. It's foul. I'm
0: glad I don't ever have to watch it again. Yeah, and I'll probably never talk about it again. I think you figured out that we didn't like the movie.
1: So for anyone uh, who doesn't know, Tom Hanks, Thomas Hanks, has a son named Chet Hanks, um, and he loves to impersonate this Jamaican accent. Um, how does it go? So he did this video after Trump was unelected in... and <laughs> pussy <man. laughs> Um <laughs> Fuck them, <bros>. Bossman <laughs> Biden? That's his... <laughs> Anyway, yeah, Chet Hanks National Treasure. <laughs> Alright. Wow. Pussy
0: Club, man. Thanks for thanks for being on the potty maz. Thanks for having me. <laughs> oh, I just want to use this time ta- this time also to say we reached over a thousand downloads, which makes me so excited.
1: Amazing.
0: Thanks so much everyone for listening. Uh, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review, and join us on Instagram. And, Mas, are you going to do us a TikTok?
1: Oh my God, yes. Oh my God, I don't, I've totally fucking forgot about that. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, you'll see us on TikTok
0: soon. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> Pussy Club.